All right, Joda, we're following up on a segment we'd posted earlier this week on Sam Altman and his ouster from OpenAI. But it turns out in this soap opera of soap operas and this succession episode in the AI sphere, Sam Altman has been resurrected. The Jesus Christ of AI has returned to OpenAI. What do you think of that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't seem I, non, I, you seem nonplussed. You don't feel even ex- any reaction to that. I just feel played a little bit. You know, oh. I feel the whole there's a performative aspect to this whole thing that we probably aren't completely in on. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I've lost all trust in all sort of news these days, just in yeah. general. So, but I just the thing it feels there's so an cynicism. You're coming at this idiot. with a lot of cynicism. Yeah, there's an orchestrated feeling around this, and if not orchestrated, oh. if not if not orchestrated, and maybe and that's probably a heavy word, but there's there's sort of an insider game. There's a t- bunch of other. Th- well, that decisions. Larry Summers ended up on the board at the end of the day, kind of is kind of intriguing, right? The head, the former Larry the Summers, head of the Treasury Federal Secretary, Reserve, Treasury that's Secretary. right. And then Adam also- D'Angelo stayed on it. He's still there. And the fact that Microsoft is like, yeah, we don't care. This is still cool. We like whatever's happening. Well, see, I think that's me- what happened. I mean, Mike, Microsoft intervened is what happened. I mean, they're the ones pouring, I think, $13 billion into OpenAI. So basically, yeah. what happened, in my opinion, is that was with re- by reinstating Sam Altman, which was, uh, you know, collapsing to the demands of the staff right the staff kind of apparently revolted maybe that's just the narrative they're putting out there we don't know but microsoft clearly intervened you know because initially they were going to hire him and then suddenly no he's back in charge there's a new board that's interim uh as they look at restructuring and so i think this is all microsoft stepping in and saying okay you got to play by our rules now yeah yeah so Right. And so the narrative that we're being told is there were these activists sort of board that might that might have been technically or not technically capable as a board who felt that Sam was doing stuff that was putting the human species at risk. That's the sort of narrative on one end. Right. And that that they were sort of putting pressures against innovation by saying you're moving too fast. Well, they were part of the effective altruism movement, right? They're Uh, part of the effective altruism and other movements too, right? And let's also remember Sam Bankman Freed is also a part of the effective altruism movement too. So it's kind of sketch as well. He is. Yes, exactly. That's exactly. Neither here. I'm just saying this is a story we're being told. This is one story, right? That they were saying we're not being told. And then there's that side story that – the reason they weren't being told everything was because Sam was not revealing all the amazingly new things that were occurring. Like there's evidence. What is it? I just heard recently that they think that he didn't tell them that they're on the verge of basically creating human being virtually. Something well, like that. Yeah. I, and, I don't know. How, I mean, that, they're kind of saying, no, even I, scholars just, again, are dismissing that. I'm telling you, these are our narratives. I'm yeah. not saying these are real. These are the narratives that we're supposed to like have an opinion against, right? And that's right. that's the thing. And then you've got this other narrative, basically, that Sam is being thwarted by this group of people who were basically incompetent, that they didn't know what they were doing. And now most half of them are gone. And well, so then there's that narrative. And so there's what are we supposed to glean? From, like, to me, 
there's performance here. I, I, I'm, I'm not trusting anything. Sense and signal show where Joda and Dan will confuse you even more with our cynicism. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's we to know about nothing. this? Right, what's what, right? I am a nihilist. I believe nothing. Uh, I, I Gen X <laughs> nihilism. I think that's the thing. Gen X nihilism. Right? We're yeah, so yeah, yeah. cynical. We don't believe crap, man. <laughs> believe nothing except for I want my ferret. I want my. If you guys don't we'll know what be, that is, wow, go see. Yeah. Big Lebowski. Um, Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski reference. Big Lebowski, Big Lebowski reference. Yeah, so I don't know, man. I just think, here's my, here. all right, Dan, so here's my final, this is my takeaway from all this crud, right? Key person risk. This is my big takeaway from this. If it's all that's true, whatever, you know, I don't know. The fact that OpenAI was going to collapse because one person, a significant person, was going to leave, that company was at risk in the first place it and i just want to kind risk. of it's right and i want to bring that up you know the notion of companies having key persons like people that you can't live without and i think this is a lesson for organizations to understand that concept it's cool to have hot shot cowboy cowgirl people you want that's part of your brand perhaps you can sell on that but if in reality your system is based on success of them sticking around only if they leave then all of a sudden People don't know what to do. Training yep. has to occur. The yep. magic's gone. You're screwed. Yeah. And it's so I think being too people focused. It's called being too people. Yeah. So that's the lesson I would take away from anything else. Because I don't know anything else. The fact that OpenAI was about to collapse because of one person about to bail, that means that person is That also is OpenAI. a narrative. Like the that, that part of the narrative, do we really know that 500 employees at OpenAI were really saying they were going to walk out? Or is that the spin that's being put on the story to support bringing Sam Altman back in? Because that's clearly what Microsoft wanted. I've always seen, I saw this, and like I said that on the last segment that we did on this, I've seen, I kind of framed this as a struggle for myself between corporate interests um, and the venture capitalist class interests versus the nonprofit interests, which is more humanitarian focused. And from to me, this just shows that the corporate venture capitalist interests won this battle, and maybe have won this war uh, by getting Sam Altman back That's in. That's funny. Because- I wrote a note here saying, Dan, your question about that has been answered that's i agree with you i i i made a note of that myself that that question i've that's my takeaway and especially that's, because capitalism I'll, always wins capitalism always wins and so that i don't want to say it that way i mean that's a possibility that's i'm just but the thing here money because we live in a system where fiduciary needs are super important to the function of companies today right as opposed to the you know make what happiness i don't know and i was just the one thing i read here there's a board's decision prompted strong pushback from open as a top investors who attempted to intervene top investors yep attempted to intervene and the reinstate money. all men but the board picked former ceo but anyways so that means money was talking and money oh, won yeah. and you're right and that was that was money so won i, I noted and that it, as well and it makes it, it makes him more powerful in this sphere in this company because now he's untouchable. He has he had said himself that the the model that they had in place with a nonprofit governing the company was a great safeguard to protect society from him, from him, from Sam Altman. That's those are his own words. So now that we know so that 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 model is so actually effective. It's not effective. Like he has full reign. Prometheus has full reign to do whatever the hell he wants to do now. We gave man it's fire. We thing, gave yeah. man language. We gave him auto G- G- GPT or GPT 3.5 and 4 and 6 or whatever. 
Now we're going to give him, you know, true artificial intelligence that's going to displace millions of workers and uh, potentially cause the, the downfall of humanity. Thank you very much. Bring it on. <laughs> but I do think it also, you know, the other prediction or not prediction, but my other concern in the last segment was, on this topic was that this also shows weakness in that model, that tension between the nonprofit and the for profit, the for profit clearly one, as we've already established. But is that model sustainable going forward? I don't think the board that they have in place they're they're calling it a transition board and i think that's going to be what it is i would not be surprised this is where i'm going to make my prediction they dissolve the nonprofit part and they just become a for-profit institution if they can manage figure out how to do that um i think that's probably the next step because i don't think that tension between the nonprofit and the for-profit is sustainable and it's interesting because i read that sam had already created an entity unto itself a profit oh. entity about five years ago oh. um i don't know that i was looking to, trying to find research exactly about the details of that but i read in a snippet that that was already in process i i think the whole nonprofit was a ruse in the first place you guys microsoft is going to throw money into it they're, they expect to make profit they're not an altruistic they've right they have serious they're entrenched they have fiduciary requirements they have to be pulling in money right they they can't go back to the stock market and say hey we just made Four billion people's lives happier, but we're half as rich. It's not yeah. going to fly. And then they so, march in Larry Summers, who's kind of like the king of the neoliberals, right? And so what signal is that? This is totally establishment interests at play here. That's all it is. That's all. It is. And I, I think it always was. It was all a ruse. It was basically virtue, no, literally virtue signaling. They had this board that really didn't have really the power to do what they wanted to do and i'll again this is where the signals come into play i would venture to bet that maybe sam was pushing their levers push pushing them to make them do that so oh, that maybe. this would occur maybe. you know this is that's why i mean by an orchestration what was this there's something here going on here sam's a smart guy you know and his other people well, he we might talked have been about that talking in the last segment too how is yeah. as a leader you kind of have to be able to read the room to be effective so yeah. he had to know there was tension between what he was doing so. and the board i it can't have so. been a surprise he probably had developed his alliances Right, and we're going to talk about uh, uh, influential leadership here in on a, a second, different I think. segment. But, on a different segment, right? Yeah. But but he, you know, I think you know he probably understood he was going to influence in certain areas, and he, I'm sure he made his alliances with a key like 10 percent of the audience out there that was like, okay, I'm, this is going to happen if shit goes down. You know, boom! All you need is a solid ten percent. That's going to pull in another chunk behind them, right? And you've got your audience and or your your group. So. I, Again, I don't know what really transpired. We never really will. And it really doesn't freaking matter. But you're right. In the end, money was the ultimate winning thing. And it probably what it, what, what probably ultimately happened is it allowed them to now basically go gangbusters before there might have been some sort of semblance of breakage. Oh, yeah. You know, some throttling. And now it's like, up oh, the throttles are off. Let's yep. go full force. He's got, yeah, and that's what all this was about. Put his foot to the floor. The Pedal to the metal, as they say, Pedal right? To the metal. And go full, yeah. full force into this AI uh, future that's awaiting us. And so, I, the Wired article I read on this uh, brought up some good points about the question of government regulation. I think in this instance, this is uh, gives us solid evidence that the government needs to intervene more on the progress of AI. You, the European Union is making some strides into addressing 
uh, AI expansion and, and should the foundation models, which that's what chat GPT is. It's a foundation model that other people are building other platforms off of, right? But it's a foundation model. And should those be regulated? Um, that's a question that's going to be debated and is being debated in the European Union heavily right now and is going to so be, uh, it's going to be, um, discussed in the US, I'm sure, you know, and do we trust, do we trust these organizations that are creating these foundation models? Do we just trust them to self-regulate, uh, that they come up with their own ethical <laughs> standards that they're going to abide by? Is that something we do, want? Do you, do you trust, do you trust that they do that now? I don't think I can drop an F-bomb on the YouTube. <laughs> so I'm just going to say F no. F no. F no. F no. <laughs> F Fudge no. no. Yeah. Fudge you no. know, and this is a problem. This is, oh my God, this is so hard. Because again, we're using this term AI, which is really just a, it's a general, hand waviest term you can use. Yeah. And really, this has been all about automation, replacing human what things that human did and it started back in the industrial revolution yep. and this there's is just one article that calls it the fourth industrial revolution right and that's all saying. this is increasingly so we've never we didn't have to hardcore answer the question in 1850 because it didn't do that hardcore displacement we had to start asking the question in the 60s and 70s when automation and people started losing their jobs and increasingly so but when you say we're going to regulate ai really what we're trying to do is we're going to regulate and make sure that people have something to do with their lives and <laughs> because otherwise because I, there is no concept of ai in the classic sense of replacing jobs i mean there's sure there's large learning models and things like that but really we're talking about the automation of what humans can do and increasingly it's like what humans can do creatively and things yep. like that and it's becoming crazy and so I don't know how government, other than just changing the, I hate to say it. Well, no, I don't hate to say it. I actually like saying it. Changing the economic model, you know, just functionally changing it. Because the things you needed us to do in the past to do things, increasingly are becoming fewer and fewer. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah, no, for sure. But I hate to say it. I think the signal of putting Larry Summers on that board uh, indicates that the establishment, who's who's watching this very closely, um, they are, they're not interested in changing the economic model, no, right? They're going to win. They're winning. They are winning. This was a win for capitalism, the cap, uh, the banks, <laughs> the venture capitalist class. Um, and it was, a it's a loss for the rest of humanity. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe it probably is. I mean, but, but in the short term, hey, I'm on YouTube. Some... I have to be hyperbolic. Right, right, right. There'll be some cool <laughs> things that come out of it too. But we, but the questions that we need to have answered about the sustainability of the happiness of human existence is that has been severely affected by this decision. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And the other final thing I'll add is the the structure of the board on LinkedIn. It's been brought up on LinkedIn. The structure of the board is all white, all male. Um, they lost the two women uh, who are on the board were kicked off. Um, and so there's issues, there's concerns around that, the, the, the um, diversity of viewpoints that are currently on that board uh, diminished with this new restructuring. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. but again, well, there's, there's an Italian, D'Angelo. I mean, that matters. I know. I love, yeah. The, the, yeah. The Italians are awesome people. Yeah. Good food. Mafia. I love mafia. Yeah. Godfather. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyways, so that's our take, I guess, on uh, Sam Bankman. I keep conflating Sam Bankman Freed with Sam Altman. Friedman. We should just ship them together into a relationship. Maybe <laughs> if they both go to prison, maybe if Sam Altman does get arrested for something, him and Sam Bankman Freed could like live in a cell together and have like a, a relationship. And it could be like a sitcom. That, I like it. <laughs> it could be a sitcom. Try to come it. up with a concept premise like that. Chat GPT 3.5. I like it. All right. Let's do it. Let's produce it. (laughs) All right, everybody. That's it for this segment of the Sense and Signal podcast. If you like this conversation, make sure to like, subscribe, um, share it with your friends, and leave a comment below. What do you think about uh, Sam Altman's resurrection? And should we ship him with Sam uh, Freed, Bankman Freed? Yeah, tell us, tell Dan and I that we're full of shit. You know what I'm saying? Or crap. Or, uh, uh, yeah. Watch it. Or say we're uh, we're spot on. So yeah, we want. We'd like to hear from you. All right, take care.